Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is the afternoon of December the 6th, 2023. I'm going to be stepping away from the microphone for the next few days, taking a few days off with my elderly aging father-in-law as we head down to Grand Isle, Louisiana for our yearly camping trip with family members and some friends. I'll be shucking oysters and char-grilling oysters and serving oysters on the half shell, frying some oysters, maybe making some seafood gumbo or something else with those delicious, delectable, delightful Louisiana wild-caught oysters. But I do want to point out that I believe tomorrow, December 7th, 2023, is a Remembrance Day for a day that will live in infamy. Pearl Harbor Day, the day the teeny tiny nation of Japan mustered an air force and attacked savagely the military base in Hawaii at Pearl Harbor, killing hundreds, I believe, of military service people, Navy folks primarily, very badly damaging our floating fleet of military vessels and forcing the entry of the United States of America into World War II oh, so long ago. It is a day that lives on in infamy and there are very few surviving members of our military who are still alive from that time. Remember, this was 1942 and most of the people in the Navy at that time were at least 18 years of age. So you have to be about 100 or so, maybe a little older than that. And I don't know how many hundred plus veterans of Pearl Harbor are still alive. A tip of the old hat and a big old Truth Hurts program salute to you who are still around. That was a time when America was dragged into a world war because we were savagely and brutally attacked while trying our best to mind our own damned business. And here we are in 2023 wondering what the hell is going on in the world and with our own nation. You have a cowardly chicken shit commander-in-chief who can't tell his ass from a hat, who can't string two complete coherent sentences together, even reading them from a teleprompter, who has become a total embarrassment on the world stage and has diminished, I'll use that word, diminished respect levels for these United States of America on the world stage. We had no domestic terrorist attacks against our country or against our troops during Donald Trump's four years in office. They knew better. Donald Trump did not drag the United States into any new armed conflicts. Joe Biden, on the other hand, has dragged us into two and cowardly surrendered our position in Afghanistan giving our new ally, a new burgeoning democracy, over to a terrorist organization. 
Shameful, isn't it? Absolutely shameful. But Joe Biden is a coward and half the country still supposedly supports him. Tomorrow again, as I said, is Pearl Harbor Day. I will not be on the podcast tomorrow to properly commemorate those who died at Pearl Harbor and, more importantly, those who survived and went on to continue their military service and whoop Japan's ass and send Adolf Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini packing. We are on the verge of World War III right now, whether you choose to believe that or not. I was graduating high school in the beginning of the 1980-81 year, and I remember distinctly being told, don't vote for Ronald Reagan, he's going to get us into a war. He's going to get you all killed, you young men. He's going to reinstate the draft. He's going to make everybody join the military. And he's going to join, he's going to start World War III against Russia. Peace through strength. Peace through strength. Reagan increased our military, the budget, the number of ships and planes and tanks, and the size of our arsenal basically told Russia, you don't know who you're effing with here. Look at our mighty arsenal and look at our men and women who are willing to fight and die for our nation. Under Joe Biden, every single branch of our military is declining in recruitment. Less than 1% of the nation serves or has served in the U.S. military, according to the military. And the recruiting numbers are severely down because too many snowflakes have been raised by too many progressive liberal woke parents. And the parents who raised strong, healthy men and strong-willed women are urging their children to not join the military because Joe Biden is putting this nation in grave danger and putting those young lives at risk every single day. 75 plus attacks have occurred in the Middle East since Joe Biden took office against U.S. service personnel. Zero during Donald Trump's time in office. Zero. 75 just in the last three years of the Biden disastrous presidency. That is a wake-up call to many who would ordinarily say, yes, let me go and serve. But knowing that Joe Biden and the Democratic political party and the wussy pussy pansies that are running the military these days have zero respect for those volunteers and knowing that it is more important to Joe Biden and the military leaders and the Democratic political party, it is more important to make sure that we are kind to transgenders, transsexuals, homosexuals, gays, lesbians, freaks of nature, aberrant lifestyle people 
then we are protecting those who volunteer to protect our nation. Many young people have opted out, decided, "Uh -uh, this is not for me. They don't want to support Joe Biden. They don't want to support the military that Joe Biden has spent three years destroying, dismantling, weakening, allowing to rust away. It's more important to Joe Biden that a fairy fruit guy who has failed as a male, who wants to become a female, gets so-called gender-affirming care. In other words, a pecorsectomy and maybe a little titty implant and maybe some laser hair removal because the fairy fruit boy who could not cut it as a man, who failed as a man, would rather play sword fighting with his boyfriend and become a packer of fudge than be a real man and do what real men are supposed to do. I'm going to switch gears here for a moment. Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, the little fat guy, the only fat person in North Korea, by the way. All the rest of them are starving. Kim Jong-un was seen crying in a press conference, begging young Korean women to spread their legs and become impregnated by little Korean boys, dudes, not ladyboy types, but, you know, real Korean men, if you call those little guys men. Kim Jong-un hit with the terrible, devastating news that the birth rate in North Korea is at one of its lowest points in the history of that nation. Why in the hell would anyone want to have a child and raise a child in a communist country like North Korea, where the children starve, where the children don't have any of the nice things in life that are enjoyed just a few miles south in South Korea? They're saying, "Uh uh-uh, wrap that rascal if you're going to have sex. Don't get pregnant and bring a baby into this North Korean hellhole. By the way, since Joe Biden took office and all of the snowflakes and faggoty fruit fairy stuff has been pushed on every single school child, the U.S. birth rate is also down. Who the hell wants to bring a child into a world where the inflation rate is so high and the inflation numbers are so very high that you cannot even afford to buy diapers, baby food, clothing, or any of the necessities to properly raise a young child. Joe Biden thinks he wants four more years to, quote, finish the job, unquote. If the job he wants to finish is to destroy America's Democratic Republic, destroy our democracy, to end capitalism, well... Okay, so my apologies for the ringing phone sound, but as I always say, one of the dangers of doing a podcast from your cell phone while driving 
you have the danger of someone calling in and interrupting your podcast. So if the loud ringing sound is annoying, just think of it as Christmas cheer or the Salvation Army ringing in front of your favorite grocery store or department store. Back to the topic at hand. If you were a student at Harvard, at Yale, at Penn State, or any other Ivy League college, or any other state college for that matter, and you walked out today with a sign and a group of people shouting at the top of your lungs, waving banners and torches and flags and evil signs calling for the death, the complete utter destruction of all homosexuals, transsexuals, transgenders, gay men, lesbian women, you would be kicked off the campus. And if you were a student there, you'd probably be expelled and told, we don't want your kind here. To hell with your First Amendment rights to free speech. They don't apply here because they go against our code of ethics. If you were a white person and you dared to say, I want all of the people who identify as Negro, the Blafrican American, the 13% hyphenated American minority, the people who have been in the past called the N-word that rhymes with bigger. I want them all to die today. If you said that and you were a student or a group protesting on a college campus, you would be escorted out, probably charged with a hate crime, prosecuted, certainly persecuted, and if you were a student there, you would be expelled and never allowed to grace the hallowed halls of that union, of that university, of that college, of that institution of higher learning ever again. But, the, oh, let me do one more. If you dare to hold a sign up protesting against abortion for whatever reason, and you dared to call out someone who thinks they have a right to their choice, even though the child had no right to its fate, you would be kicked off the campus, no matter whether or not you are practicing your First Amendment right to free speech. But here we are in 2023, Joe Biden is the president, the Democratic Socialist Party of the United States running the show, running it into the ground, by the way. If you are a student at Yale or Harvard or Penn State or any of the other Ivy League colleges or state universities, you can yell, we want intifada. If you're not sure what intifada is, it is the call for the complete annihilation, obliteration, destruction, death, and genocide against every single living member of the Jewish faith and the Israel community, the Israeli community. All Israelis, all Jewish people, according to the Palestinians, according to Hamas, according to Hezbollah, according to many of the Arab nations, they want the Jews obliterated, eliminated, wiped out, completely killed, done away with, relegated to the ash heap of history. And on Capitol Hill yesterday, or was it the day before now? Yeah, today is, today is Wednesday already. Wow. There was a representative, Elise Stefanik, who had the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to call before Congress 
the presidents of multiple universities, including MIT, including Harvard, several institutions of higher learnings, had their presidents brought forth to answer questions before Congress, the House of Representatives, the 435 members of the House that you elected to represent you and your interests on Capitol Hill. The questions were quite simple, quite clear. Even a pre-kindergarten child understands the difference between yes and no. Yes being the affirmative, no being the negative, the I don't want to, it's not going to happen, uh-uh. The questions were simple. On your campus, you have a policy, a code of conduct, yes or no. Each one of the presidents stood there, presidents of these universities, and said, yes, we have a code of conduct. We have a code of ethics. We have an acceptable level of things that can occur on our campus. And are your code of conduct rules and regulations governing conduct on your university properties in line with the United States Constitution, yes or no? We believe so was one answer. I think so was an answer. And I believe you might be correct was the third answer. Certainly not a yes or a no. Now to be a college professor, to be a college president, a member of the board of a college, one would believe you might have to have a little bit of education, perhaps a degree or three. Certainly a doctorate is in order. Nobody with a doctorate would want to listen to a university president that doesn't have a doctorate. I believe we can all agree on that. So there in the hallowed halls of Congress, three university presidents, all with doctorates, at least one. I believe the president of Harvard has two or three doctorates. Highly experienced, professional, managerial people who are responsible for everything that happens on their campus locations stood before this congresswoman and could not answer simple yes or no. Now we'll go back for a moment to the pre-kindergarten child. Did you color on the wall, little Johnny? Yes or no? There's only two choices. Yes, I did. No, I did not. Now I would expect a pre-kindergarten child, even a kindergarten child, a first, second, third, fourth, fifth grader, maybe a middle school child or a high school child, or maybe a college student to not understand the difference between yes and no, and try and come up with some BS answer, and try and dance their way around, did you color on the wall with a crayon? Or something even more simple, did you eat that cookie? Yes or no? And with the cookie crumbs still on their chin, these college professors were unable or unwilling or a combination of both to answer the simple questions that were put before them. The next and very important question was, would you consider a protest on your campus calling for the direct death, genocide, and destruction of the entire Jewish 
people a violation of your code of conduct, of your code of ethics, of your standards put in place for how students and faculty and staff members should act while on your campus location, the dancing was probably better than you've ever seen on Soul Train or at any disco or at any ballroom dancing competition because these college presidents were unable or unwilling to answer yes or no, calling for the immediate, permanent destruction, death, and genocide of Jewish people. Would this be a violation of your campus code of conduct and not one of them could answer yes or no? One of them danced around for about 10 minutes before the congresswoman, Elise Stefanik, finally said, okay, I'm going to take that as a no. Since you won't answer yes or no, I'm going to take what I gleaned from your answer and consider it a no. You should resign. You should step down. You are not enforcing the policies put in place by your university. And that is your job. And you are failing miserably at your job. One of the series of answers that came from President Gay the president of Harvard University, the Ivy League gold standard, the university where Barack Hussein, better known as Barry Sotero Obama, supposedly attended and was supposedly the editor of the prestigious Harvard Law Review. At Harvard, President Gay was asked that same question, and her answer was rambling, mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, stuttering and stammering. She sounded like a female version of Joe Biden. She says, well, it, um, it would depend upon the context in which um, I believe, um, you know, the statement was, um, was rendered and was it um, directed at a specific person or just a generalization because um, we have to deal with the First um, Amendment, um, the right to free speech of um, the people affiliated with our university. And um, unless we have a better um, context, we can't, um, I would be unable to answer that either in the affirmative or in the negative. Okay, so if someone came onto your campus and said, death to all homosexuals, Anyone who's ever practiced homosexuality or even thought about it, anyone who's ever had a tickle in their pickle when they saw another dude, any guy, would you call that? Would you call that a violation of your code of conduct? Because we know for a fact that you have kicked out students, groups, protesters, people attending open forum meetings because they expressed their dislike of homosexuals, of queers, of gays, of transgenders, of lesbians. Is there a double standard? Abso-freaking-lutely, and you know it. But is that double standard ever going to be changed? Obviously, the answer is the more liberal, the more progressive, the more socialist, the more communistic, the more Bidenistic this nation becomes the less likely we will ever return to a sense of normalcy, of decency. When a group of students is allowed to violently protest 
attack Jewish students or people supporting Jewish students, destroying their private property, their signs, their banners, their posters, and then the chance of death to Israel, of intifada, are loudly broadcast over public address systems, through megaphones, through amplifiers, with microphones. And the university and its president does absolutely nothing to stop that. But two guys who write a simple poster that says, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, homosexuality is a sin, are not only removed violently and forcibly by campus police officers, but arrested and charged with disturbing the peace. And they had not uttered a single syllable from their word holes. This, my friends, is hypocrisy at its embarrassingly worst in America. Okay, gang, as I said, going to be away from the old microphone for the next few days. Wish me luck. Hope I don't run a oyster-shucking knife through my hand. Enjoy the cool weather for those of you who are experiencing it. And for my friends in Miami, sorry, still a little warm out there. We'll see you next time. This program is copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? I sure as heck don't. Go find some other pansy podcast to listen to on how to tuck your junk and look like a girl. This program is pre-recorded.